Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Coming up today on KWTX at 4, we'll tell you about an organization helping veterans with their mental health through art. And celebrate this year's Halloween at the Lee Lockwood Library Museum in Waco. We're sharing the details about Fright Night at the Right up ahead. Spooky, spooky. Plus, with the weather cooling down, you might see that tire pressure light turn on. We had the same thing this weekend. (laughs) One company says their tool can actually fully inflate a tire in two minutes. Fully inflated. We'll show you if it works. KWTX at 4 starts now. And thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with Chief Meteorologist Brady Taylor. And over the weekend, we had some sad news that actress Suzanne Summers passed away on Sunday at the age of 76. Of course, she's best known for her role as Chrissy Snow on the television show Three's Company. And then in the 90s, she also played the mom in the long-running sitcom Step by Step. And then for more than five decades, Suzanne Summers entertained fans in front of the camera while also becoming a business mogul behind the scenes. We remember the thigh master craze. Have you, <laughs> yeah. you had one of those in your household? I think we did, but I remember the commercials all the yes. time. Yes. Yeah, my mom had one of those things. Uh, and today would have actually been her 77th birthday. So she lost her battle with breast cancer. Um, but she really, you know, made a lot of impact in a lot of different yes. ways with, you know, she looks amazing. She uh, just all natural, healthy products is what she was going for. And um, yeah, she, you know, she pushed for kind of equal contracts. Yeah. That's why she, she, they said that she kind of pushed on Three's company to have mm-hmm. the same rate that the other guys were getting Ritter, paid, yeah. but mm-hmm. they didn't end up doing it and let her go. But you talk about working through kind of different, yeah. you know, on TV and music and all the different stuff that she worked through. Yeah. It's uh, pretty amazing. And seeing interviews with her, you know, I watch a lot of reality TV, surprise, <laughs> surprise. And she does a lot of guest spots and things. Mm-hmm. And so you you just see that energy and that life and that love come mm-hmm. through. She's a like, really special person. And so uh, she'll be missed for sure. But yeah. she changed a lot of lives, impacted yeah. a lot of people. So go ahead and get to our Daily Four. Yeah, so the expense of U.S. Fire, wildfires is uh, shockingly going higher than what previous government reports have estimated. A new congressional report suggests that wildfires could be costing the U.S. economy as much as $893 billion each year. That's more than double what the previous uh, thought was. So the last one came from the Trump administration uh, report, and there's different, mainly just due to different categories and stuff they're looking at. So that one projected the cost at $427 billion. The new report, uh, the Joint Economic Committee looked at a more wide range of costs uh, beyond immediate wildfire damage, including impact on real estate, values of premature deaths, health risks from fire, smoke, stuff like that, uh, threats to watershed, income loss, so a lot of more uh, things going into it. Uh, the hit to the U.S. real estate value is uh, by far the largest portion of the total cost. Uh, the report estimates that real estate has suffered anywhere between 67 and $337 billion a year due to wildfire. And part of that is, you know, we're more and more people expanding mm-hmm. into areas that are may not need to be living in or, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, where you get inf- impacted more by wildfires yeah. when they go on. If you want to see a really cool story, go, go to our, uh, our uh, YouTube page and go to Weather Extra. Uh, mm-hmm. J- Jillian ran a story about in California where they're using AI and cameras really? to try to detect fires where 
the smoke wow. before even people can see it yeah. and hoping to get to those fires before they get yeah. out of control. So it's a really cool yeah. things they're trying to do with technology to hopefully cut down on some of the cost of the stuff. And even if fire or any kind of disaster never touches your home where we all see it, especially in those areas, insurance rates. Yes, and yes. You, then you, right now in Florida and in California, I think some companies are just pulling out. They're saying, mm -hmm. we're not going to insure homes in these states or in these areas anymore with hurricanes and yeah. flooding. Well, and, and I, I was talking to a friend of mine that works for a, a big insurance company. He said the problem is, is just the inflation on top of that. You have all that and then the cost it takes to repair stuff and inflate. Yeah, it's just a kind of a bad combination yeah. of factors. Scary things. Well, let's go down to number two in our daily four. And uh, interesting one here, let me kind of get to our uh, screen and we'll show you what's going on with that. Do you sit most of the time while you're at work? I had to go through and think that, you know, we do a lot of sitting. You do a lot of standing though at the weather wall. So if so, it could actually put you at a greater risk for dementia. And that's according to a study published in JAMA. So researchers looked at nearly 50,000 people and they looked at folks age 60 and older and found those who spend 10 or more hours a day sitting are at the highest risk or the higher risk. And researchers say the average American is sedentary for nine and a half hours a day and under 10 hours is not linked to an increase in dementia, but 10 hours plus is. Even younger people, the risks of sitting all day are clear. The Washington Post reports you can get heart disease, obesity, diabetes, premature death, all more common in those who do not move around enough. If you exercise, that's great, but this study says sitting too much could cancel that out according to this. And so there really are not, um, really that 10 hour threshold, if you sit that much every day, that's gonna be, you really can't do much to counteract it. You, you have ever to learned in television that everything we tell people that's gonna lead to dementia, early death, all has to do with our job. It's usually bad <laughs> sleep schedule, stress, oh, right. sitting too show. much, yes. too much caffeine, not There's eating that. good, it's like. Yes, it's, it's actually really <laughs> true. But you know, I, what I do love are those standing desks and they have standing desks and then walking desks yes. you can get. And I think those actually will, will be helpful at getting up, you know, walking around and, and getting yourself to, I guess, change your behavior. So maybe you go pick up your lunch instead. Uh, of getting it delivered. Maybe you do a walking meeting if you can do that. Uh, so I think that these are things people can do to, if they have long hour days. The, the one that I've it. seen people use, but I, or have at their desk, but never use are those balance balls. You know, oh, that, that's one of those trends that you're like, oh, that's cool. Nope. And then, yeah. I'm sorry. I would just fall off that thing. <laughs> I'm not coordinated enough to do that. But it's, yeah, you, it's good for your core, right? I guess. I ain't got no core. Oh, I ain't got no core. That's <laughs> 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 number three at our daily four. And I love this. The movie version of Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is already a gigantic success. It just opened late last week. And look at this opening weekend. The final box office number still being tallied, but the latest estimate in the U.S., $96 million in the U.S. alone. And that makes it the highest grossing concert film domestically for an opening weekend. That's according to AMC Theaters. It made another $32 million across the globe. So setting a record for the most money made. Uh, in, in that kind of genre. And I went to see it this weekend with some folks from work. And I'll tell you what, you know, I didn't know what to expect. People thought, are we gonna be standing like it is a concert or sitting? It was kind of a combination of both, but the kids that came had a ball. I mean, you <laughs> saw kids dancing in the front rows. They were in the aisles. It was really great to see. It was a joyful concert experience. And it's two hours, 45 minutes. I had no problem sitting through it. It really felt fast. Yeah. And that woman and her dancers, they, it was three and a half hours was the concert. Yeah. They had yeah. to cut it down. Moving, knowing all those steps, singing, they're three and a half yeah. hours. Yeah, it's, it's a Impressive. Talent. I wonder how much she's gonna take away out of like, I you know, know, I don't know how the box office stuff works yeah. on what percentage goes to who, but you talk about with the tour and then this, yeah. and you know, then Beyonce's yeah. next and Man, yeah, and ladies she and have uh, done a lot for the economy. They, they really have. Well, and she and Travis Kelsey were out on, on SNL over the weekend over on NBC, and so uh, they made a very public uh, 
show of their relationship at the after party, apparently, um, after SNL. They have an after party after those episodes. So they got to, you know, show off their love and their experiences together. And clearly they're, they're a legitimate couple. So it's pretty great. I love to see that. We'll see how long that one lasts. Yeah. I hope it's a while. Well, it's not another album. We'll see. We will see. That's a number four in our Daily Four. Yeah, so this one's pretty cool. Yeah, Dolly Parton is, gonna, is going to be pitching in to help the Salvation Army this Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, the country music legend is going to be performing at halftime at the Dallas Cowboys Washington Commanders game on Thanksgiving Day uh, as part of the Salvation Army's Red Kettle kickoff fundraiser. Uh, she'll ring in the traditional uh, Salvation Army holiday bell to jumpstart the holiday season. It'll be our second event that she's performed up in North Texas this year. In May, she co-hosted the Academy of Country Music Awards at the Star in Frisco, another Cowboys-owned thing. That was alongside mm -hmm. Garth Brooks. But, you know, a lot of times it's kind of the newer, you know, they, they do more country at the, for the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. I think last year was the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. But, you know, normally it's your, you know, new age kind of. But mm -hmm. I think Dolly Parton will be fun and kind of, oh. you know, after you've ate way too much Thanksgiving food right. and you're half zoned out and then you watch their halftime, watch Dolly and then take a nap in the second is, half. Is there, is there another living legend like her? I mean, that could wake you up. I wonder if she'll bring uh, Miley Cyrus out with oh, her, I bet. Jolene, you know, something I bet fun she like will. that. I so think she's, she's done that several times. Yeah, so. Surprises. It always has surprises. And she's so quick-witted. I mean, you, oh, you see, of course, thanks to Instagram and, and TikTok and everything, you see these clips that make the rounds. And this woman is really she's funny. Hilarious. Yeah, she's hilarious. And she's kind, folksy and she's, kind. Yeah, yeah, she's special lady. Yeah, she is. That yeah. is for sure. In less than a month on November 11th, we will observe Veterans Day, a time to honor the military veterans in our community for the sacrifices they made during their service and even after their service. The scars of war are not always visible, and one organization hopes to help veterans heal from those wounds through arts. And here to tell us more is the executive director and the founder of True Top 1% Foundation. We have JR, keeping it simple, today's JR, uh, True Top 1%, so thanks for coming. Thank you. And so before we talk about the art today, and we, we're gonna show you some of the great pieces here, I'd like to know more about the organization, True, True Top 1%. What exactly, where did that idea come from? What's the meaning behind the name? Well, funny enough, the, the name itself came from an art piece that an army, retired army, I think sergeant, actually out of Fort Hood, uh, came to me about, and then it kind of exploded behind the meaning, meaning historically 1% of Americans joined the service. So instead of calling the top 1%, you know, the richest Americans, we decided that it should be the, you know, the, our American military. Yes. So we put true in front of it, had a trademark, and. You know, it's been ever fun ever since then, and we've kind of created a, a mental health initiative around it yeah. for our military. Um, and I know that when you talk about the, some of the issues that people deal with after service, after active duty, um, there is the term PTSD, but you prefer the term PTS, and I've heard right. this before. I believe George W. Bush uses the term PTS. Can right. you tell us about that a little bit more? So PTSD was actually created by three Vietnam veterans and two psychiatrists back in 1980. Before th that, all these different, um, uh, what are they called? Um, anyways, it was usually uh, focused in the schizophrenia okay. uh, format. So now um, it's only 40 some odd years old, but disorder just has a negative connotation and kind of hurts the healing process of a veteran to say you have a disorder of basically memories coming back. And you know, it's like you're reliving it, a smell, a scent, um, uh, uh, someone saying something, a loud bang can actually literally re-put you back into the same situation like you're reliving it. And uh, what we've found is art can be a great healer in that, but we don't want to hinder it even yeah. more. So we try to, you know, cultivate different ideas and ways to do that. 
Certainly, and you know, let's talk about the programs that you offer, and one of those is providing art supplies to veterans. How does that work? So, um, it's a free program. The only, the only charge we, uh, we ask for is your line of service. So, okay. if you have um, military ID, retired, VA card, something like that, as long as you show us that via email or um, however you're introduced into it, a list of the supplies you need, and um, where to send it to, that's all we ask. Um, you get one request per every three months. We've raised the limit to $150 per request. And you can, you don't have to cram it all in one email or at one time, you can do it, you can change your mind, you can add to it three, six months down the road, you want some more supplies, just yeah. shoot us an email, you'll, you'll be in the system as a veteran so you don't have to go through the whole process all over again. I bet that's a very popular program, but you have many yes. of them and many Correct. programs. What else do you offer? So we, we offer four right now specifically targeting art. Um, one of which is our beer bottle technique, which is an art therapy focused on alcoholism, which is what these are made out of. You paint using the beer bottle. It's oh, yeah. the most self-destructive form of self-medication that's linked to 22% of veteran suicides. So what we've done is we found your vice, Corona, Modella, vodka, whatever you drink, and we give it to you. Empty, clean of scent, so you can physically see the demon you're battling internally manifest as you're painting with it over the course of eight to 12 weeks. So what we do is uh, like, we change the internal value yeah. from something negative tool of consumption or suppression yeah. tool of tool of expression because let's face it a bottle water a coca-cola or a beer you're automatically thinking to consume mm -hmm. so what we've done is we changed that value yeah. from something of only to drink now you've painted with it you've created something with it exactly so the next time they look at it i'm like AA, which is a great organization they're great but they teach you a hot potato they teach you ways to avoid it so you grab the bottle you gotta get rid of it you know but with us you grab the bottle you have five maybe ten seconds to rethink okay hey you don't think automatically sure. to consume you think to you know create or something so you change what you're going to use it for and you can kind of see that i believe here really in this piece can you tell us about this piece and we'll show it to the others as well actually funny enough so this is actually oh, a Sherman tank okay. actually okay. so um, one of the ways we fundraise is we sell artwork these are just pieces that I've just thrown together um, I, I wanted to paint and I actually met the great 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 nephew of General Sherman which the tank was named after in uh, Elkhart Indiana and I got a picture with him I wish I had it but um, this is just a fun way of different techniques we can use with the bottle this is done with a little smaller bottle a shooter bottle is what I call it. Uh, okay, I see what you yeah, mean. The, yeah, so I mean, some of them, because in our therapy, if you're going to drink uh, like a Corona or a liquor, you know, we're not going to buy a big liquor bottle for you to paint with. We're going to buy a small one and dump it out. Sure. So it's less money for us to waste. But yeah, these are. this is just a fundraiser. It's a painting that uh, I've painted uh, to raise money for our program because we go to different events every, every week as a veteran outreach program to reach more veterans, but also at the same time to raise some money as well. Now let's talk about the other pieces as well. This one here in the front, I, we're showing it right now on the screen. Uh, that, that started everything. I mean, this was, so before this, I usually use dots, uh, stippling format to uh, create artwork, and that's my own therapy personally. And then I saw a guy online from France, uh, uh, Nicholas Yalt Arst III, who created the beer bottle technique. He's a beer bottle man. And I told him, hey, I want to steal your technique. Can you yeah. teach me how to do it? 
like for about two, three months. We went back and forth. I showed him that piece, well, the original one I did. And he was like, that's amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. And then ever since then, I've just been growing on it. And um, that has been one of the favorite pieces that people see at fairs and whatnot and my shows. Like, I want that one. So I just have to repaint it and repaint it and repaint it. It's really fun to do. And I don't know, you probably can't see this at home, but you can you can tell a painter when you meet a painter because they have a little bit of paint on them and you've got some paint there because you've been doing the, doing I, the job. I was, I, I came here or I came from the studio straight it's here. Right here. So, yeah. yeah. Tell us about this piece next to you. All right. So one of the problems we also do is called painting for PTS. Mm -hmm. um, let me see if we can. There we go. See that, mm -hmm. I don't know if they can still. Yeah, let's so, put it between us here. Yeah, I'll, let's, I'll let's try that. Okay. Sorry. So uh, this is actually from based off of a, a local Army veteran who's in Coryell County. And uh, basically the whole concept is you we reach out to veterans or they reach out to us. They tell their story as a therapeutic release. And then we create an image out of that time in service. And then we give it back to them. We'll paint it. We'll draw it. We'll sculpt it. We'll wow, carve weird. it, whatever it is. Um, and then after we're done with it, they get to keep it free and clear. No copyrights, we don't reproduce it. I mean, unless we hear you have sold the artwork, then we, the copyrights off the board, we reproduce it however we deem. Yeah. But if you hand it down to a family member or whatever, if you keep it for yourself or for memory or for what it's used for, then we don't charge, we don't ask for anything in return. It's yours as a thank you for your service. This is actually, he was a training officer in the military, in the army, and he always had, um, had to say, get down, yeah. yell to him, get down during yeah. the training. And he yelled it so much that there were quite a few times where the soldiers would come back. He would meet them later on in life at a bar or somewhere else. And they would say, hey, you know what? You saved my life. All I could hear in the background when shots started going was you saying, get down. Yeah. So that's kind of the image that wow. we emulated here um, using my technique, the beer bottle, as a painting for PTS. That's really something. So that's what we try to uh, try to focus and on. And there's really great texture that, that you yes. I mean, it's obviously for a purpose, but also the, the texture you get is fantastic with those bottles. It's really good. Right. And we call it an extrasensory art therapy. Yeah. So we kind of, whenever you see my artwork, specifically my artwork, no one else's but mine, I encourage you to touch it, oh, to rub your head, hand against it. It's, it's really cool. Um, I've had children stop by that were running around rancid, and, you know, and then they start touching my artwork, and then they just calm, calm down. down. And let's set this one down, because I'm going to ask you the next question, um, which is why did you choose art as a way of helping? Um, because there are other ways you can go about it, but you chose art. Why, why was that your avenue? Uh, because art's helped me, and I've seen it help so many other people. I've had e constant emails uh, of veterans going through uh, the PTS program through the VA, um, and then the VA gives them my information to get art and they don't know how to do it. So we supply like paint by numbers and whatnot. And they've all, many, many have told me, um, some even going through surgery that you've helped create a safe place that allows me to, you know, to, to stay focused on what's at hand and get out of my head. And the whole basis is I believe art to be the relationship, an intimate relationship between your hands mm -hmm. and the canvas or whatever you're, you're doing. Because most people talk with their hands about 90% of humanity, some more than others, but that's okay. okay that's all right. Um, and you know, a lot of veterans don't like to talk about our problems. A lot, of, a lot of people with PTSD don't like to share it or relive it essentially. So what we do is we allow that opportunity for you to communicate not through your mouth, but through your hands. There's different programs out there that have shown uh, validity. And, 
uh, how art has actually helped significantly decrease depression and increase creativity and cognitive behavior. And you are funded, how are you funded? Because I know everything you do is you give people for free, so. So we are a free program, we don't charge for anything. Um, you're looking at it. Uh, my artwork, my second job, um, that's how I pay for it. So you come to our shows. We have what's called a sponsor or vet thing. Um, originally, we started off at $40, and then we realized what we can supply them costs more than that. So we upped the limit to $150, but we still have like a QR code and you go online, it's sponsor or vet, it's 40 bucks or whatever you wanna give. Um, and that's that and selling my artwork and my second job is how I fund everything. And that code right there is on your screen, folks, if you'd like to donate to this organization. Um, last question with about 15 seconds left or so, and this is gonna be hard to encapsulate, but <laughs> good luck. What, what is um, it about working with veterans that you love so much? It's, it's a camaraderie, it's a family. I mean, my family is all military to begin with. And um, I, I guess it's just a memory of a joy when I was traveling and being around uh, the different service members when I was younger. It just, yeah. it's a joy to be around them again and be able to at least give back, because I never joined. My entire family has, I never have. And it's just an opportunity to give back in, a, in just a small, simple way, you know. JR, thank you for what thank you're you. doing and for helping folks and, and for coming to talk about it. We appreciate it. We I appreciate it. Thank you. Right, thank you. And again, if you want to help support a veteran, you can scan that QR code on your screen right there. We'll be right back. And with just 15 days until Halloween, preparations are underway for spooky season celebrations all across Central Texas. One of those celebrations is the sixth annual Fright Night at the Right happening next weekend at the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum. And here to share more about the week-long spooky event is Brenda Light, we have the facility coordinator at Lee Lockwood right here with us next to me, Sam Moody here in the middle, the creator and director of Fright Night at the Right, and Miss Oticia Childers, did I get that one right? Yes. Okay, and the founder and CEO of Project Life Force. So thanks all of you for being here today. Yep. All right, so this will be the sixth Fright Night at the Right. Um, what inspired you to create this? Uh, so we were looking for ways to raise money for the building. We realized we had this big room downstairs, thought, hey, why don't we give it a shot? Sure. Uh, and then each year it's just gotten bigger and bigger, added more, added more rooms, games, things like that. Um, what's your favorite part about directing? It? Uh, definitely putting the haunted house together. Yeah. So seeing, you know, this empty room go from just some tables and chairs to over mm -hmm. the course of a week or two growing into this, you know, big monstrosity by the oh, end of monstrosity. it. Monstrosity. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Look at that. We got Okay, so uh, several nonprofit organizations are involved uh, with this event, including Project Life Force. Uh, and Ms. Childers, we know you're the founder, also the CEO. Can you tell us more about your organization? Yes, uh, Project Life Force is a 501c3 organization, and what we do, we empower kids for uh, reading, our reading programs, our uh, financial literacy, and one of the biggest things is teaching them life skills. Mm -hmm. We give them soft skills and try to get them ready for the workforce. Why did you decide to participate in the Fright Night for this, to help your organization? Well, it's one of the things that the kids get excited about is Halloween, yeah, yeah. and what other, what other better way to get them to working on something as well? So, uh, yeah. Fright Fest has always been something that we love to participate in. Yeah, if you like being scared, you're gonna have, have a yes. good time, I bet. So we know Fright Night at the Right is gonna be open to the public, fun for all ages, so f for those who come, again, Saturday, October the 28th, what can they expect? Well, the monstrosity haunted house. Yeah. We have uh, Waco Children's Theater. Yeah. They're doing a mini production of a Halloween show. Mm -hmm. Each year they pick some other different kind of subject. 
A lot of times it's silly, cute, but the kids love it, mm -hmm. being involved. And then uh, we have costume contest. We have the concessions throughout um, the weekend. And we also have carnival games coming back this fun. year. And that's one of the things that Project Life Force is really helping us with this year is taking over and yeah. doing the carnival games for us. That's gonna be great. And we do have a bounce house also. Ooh, yes, with, good. So yeah, we have a little bit for everybody. The concessions, anything kind mm -hmm. of Halloween themed, we can expect candy apples, mm -hmm. anything like that? Do you know what we're gonna Not get? Normally, normally it's just like popcorn, nachos, yeah. candy. Fun food. Sugar yeah. stuff. Fun yeah. food. That's it's, good. It's yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. No, that's that's great. right. It's, it's going to be delicious and great. Um, and I know that uh, Sunday is going to be different, right? So yeah, it's just the haunted house only, mm -hmm. but with concessions. But we'll give out armbands, and you can go through the haunted house as many yeah. times as you want. And um, a lot of kids just really like that. And we try to make it fun for you different if we know you've been through it once we try to do something different okay. so um, yeah right do you all get in there and, and be um, part of the scary yeah yes. yes. we try yeah. okay that's okay. uh we we kind of really like to get that part yeah <laughs> that we do, do that yes you can scan the qr code on your screen at home to get tickets and we're going to uh, talk about the tickets now a little bit how much are they and can you talk about again where the proceeds go okay so they're ten dollars a ticket um five and under are free um, and the proceeds go to help the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum and Project Life Force. And we um, really hope that the community comes out and gives us support. We know there's lots of other activities going on. Yeah. So, um, but it's all indoors. And yes. it doesn't matter what the weather is. Right, that's so, right. You're going to have some yes. fun with you come. Sure. Um, it's a safe space. And a safe space, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. it, the, the, the Children's Theater production, can you give us any hints about what that's going to kind of be about this year? Do you know, or are they kind of mm -hmm. going to surprise you all? Yeah, with she's going to surprise me. She just said it was silly, and mm -hmm. um, the kids are really getting into it. I've heard them at, at practices. So yeah. she's got about 20 of her regular kids coming, and that's from all ages. I know that there's. 17 is the oldest one so okay. and then they come and help us on Sunday with the haunted house yeah so that's gonna yeah. be great I mean it's gonna be I love mm -hmm. how, how much you have people participating in making this happen and making it be really good mm -hmm. and it's a fun experience yeah. uh, so as far as the, I want to know about the reactions from the people coming in, out coming in what are some of the biggest scares you've seen <laughs> from people who are inside the haunted house mm -hmm. <laughs> have you gone through it yes you have mm -hmm. oh we've okay. had our kids go through okay. it. Our participate <laughs> said no for some time and one of the funniest things is they run through so fast they forget what happened, so they um, have to go through again. To yeah. actually experience and some of them are screaming, you know, yeah. and some of them are, you know, we tone it down for the little kids. We have code words, right? Yeah. So, okay. But, oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah but, um, and also this year we had a special donor to help us with advertising. Glenn Browder donated us three digital billboards throughout town, so we really appreciate uh, the sponsorship of that. And if there's someone that's interested in yeah. sponsoring the event, uh, you know, again, that QR code takes you yeah. straight to our web page. So we take any help that we can get. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. right, anything um, else that you want to talk about as far as what you're doing, your side of things and the organization? I mean, this idea, you like, I guess you've always liked haunted houses, right? Yeah. So yeah. you just wanted mm -hmm. to create this and share the experience with people. Yeah, and just, I mean, try my best to 
give people entertainment. Yeah. Um, every year it's gotten bigger. We've added more rooms. It started out as just like three rooms in a hallway. Uh-huh. And now six years later, it's we're 10 rooms. They're themed. Um, and it's just, it's a, an enjoyable experience, I think, for everybody. Yeah. And are you looking forward to anything in particular the most about this coming up? Are you anything you're kind of excited about the most? I think the addition that we're going to do this year is the Conroe Games. It's going to yeah. be one of the What sorts of games are you going to have? What, what do you have? Like, uh, you know. Pumpkin brain. Archery, pumpkin, pumpkin brain. brain. Oh, uh, tell me about pumpkin brain. brain. What's that? Mm. It's when you actually <laughs> dig, dig into the pumpkin uh-huh. to find the eyeballs, and it smells, uh, feels like brain. <laughs> that is great. That's so. That's so funny. That sounds good. What else? What other games? Well, we got about twenty games yeah. planned. So, um, beanbag toss kind of yep. things mm-hmm. and ring, ring tosses. But ring um, toss hopefully, an archery game where you shoot the balls that blow up and. Um, some arts and crafts. Yeah, arts, oh, arts and crafts. crafts. Yeah, that's yes. always that's be fun. Face painting. You know, that's I think those arts and crafts because if you have a child that makes those, some of those things stay in the house forever, and they yeah. remind you of that time of their life. Yeah. You know, yeah. when they had that great experience. So I'm glad you guys are doing that too. And we hope they yeah. win the opportunity to wear these shirts as well. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about the shirts, and you can you show us serious a little bit. So October Halloween festival, and so people can win these shirts. How do they win those? Yes, through playing the uh, festival games. Okay, We're that's planning how. on having some of these shirts okay. as some of the winning uh, tickets. Those are some of the prizes. Okay, great. And I love how you all coordinated in your orange and black. It's very Halloween-y up in here. <laughs> and I just didn't do, didn't get the memo. So next time, next time you come back, we'll have to do the same thing. We'll send you one. Please do. <laughs> have best of success to you all. I hope it all goes really, really well. Again, uh, it's taking place the sixth annual Fright Night at the Right. It's Saturday, October 28th through Sunday, October 29th at the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum. If you don't know where that is, it's 2801 West Waco Drive. And the fun kicks off at 5 p.m. that Saturday. So thanks again. We appreciate it. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.